1: Actually, normally I would be in Canberra, Australia, but <laughs> You're today in new London. I'm in New London, Connecticut.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I've been on a ketogenic diet for three years, and when I started, I was very sick with complications from type 2 diabetes. Within six months of starting a ketogenic diet, all of my biomarkers of disease had disappeared. I've also lost about 80 pounds, and I've completely turned my health around.
0: And this show is a document of my progress through ketosis and Richard's experience thriving for years in ketosis. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully that might help a few people who are curious about this kind of dietary hacking.
1: Yeah. We're not doctors. We don't want to give anyone any medical advice. But we are keen to share our own experiences. We're actually both software developers, so we're not afraid of a little technical detail, are we, Carl? No way, Jose. We have done some research into our own deranged metabolisms and the science behind them, and we hope to share some of that research. Where possible, we intend to put links in the show notes to cite research supporting any claims that we make.
0: And you'll probably work out pretty quickly that we're both foodies. Yep. We love to cook and mm-hmm. we love to eat. Yeah, we do. And every episode, we both share a keto recipe that cannot be ignored.
1: Oh, no, it cannot.
0: Yeah, so let's start podcast number 76 Keto Fest. It's a wrap. (laughs) (laughs) So, Richard, do we have any apologies or corrections from last week's show?
1: So, last week's show was Dave Feldman and doing science with. And Mm. I think Dave nailed it. I don't think we have any corrections. But if you hear any... Uh, please let us know. So let's revisit
0: what a ketogenic diet is. And uh, that's the reason we're here, the reason we're not on dialysis. (laughs) (laughs) And have all our toes. Yeah. It's a low carb, which is 20 grams
1: or less of incidental carbohydrates a day. Yeah. No sugar nor starch. Right. And uh, it's going to be a moderate protein between one and one and a half grams per kilogram of lean mass.
0: And the rest of our energy we get from...
1: Fat. <laughs> wow, well, that's pretty good. <laughs> that was, that, that was like, impromptu. It's <laughs> like a Gregorian chant, fat. Kind, kind of was. Yeah. We need to add a few more voices in since we're in the studio.
0: That's right. <laughs> Who's our friend, Richard, that says, uh, just replace all of the carbohydrates in your diet with fat? That was Larry Lustig. Larry Lustig. And he was actually at Keto Fest. He was. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Larry, for that. Yeah. But that's good advice. Hmm. Well, Richard, here's a loaded question, but how was your week? (laughs) Uh, We had a Keto Fest. We did. A festival.
1: We were successful. Uh, I know. It was outstanding.
0: uh, Most people say that anytime you do a meeting or a conference that's got a couple hundred people or more, you almost always lose money. Yeah. And, okay, we may have been very close, but we didn't lose money. Right. And that's a huge, huge success for us. 238 people came. Mm -hmm. With all of the uh, volunteers that Melanie Miller and the Heal Clinics brought, plus our volunteers, plus the speakers... It was over three hundred people.
1: You know, we couldn't have done it without our volunteers. Uh, we there were a lot of balls to juggle for for the pair of us because it, we we really swung for the fences, and it yeah. was it was a big task that we took upon ourselves. And at some at some stages, we were drop. You know, we were we were juggling thirty eight balls in the air, and yeah. we dropped a few. And it was just good that we had great people around us who uh, were able to step in and and. Um, pick yeah. up the slack for us and yeah you know, it, it's thanks to uh, thanks to the volunteers uh that this uh, whole thing came up yeah you
0: know uh, i think somebody put it best they gave us an a minus mm. and i think i'd give us an a minus too yeah i mean we everybody had a great experience yeah had, you know just a, a couple of snafus but nothing major no and it was just a uh, wonderful we served over 100 pounds of bacon on science sunday oh wow yeah. Wow. And we had 45 pounds left over. Yeah. And we basically gave it away <laughs> as a
1: gift. How <laughs> so, often do you go to a conference and get and win bacon? 15 pounds of bacon. <laughs> here you go. There you go. Yeah, it was fun. We also gave away some sous vide uh, devices that we'd used in the, uh, the dinner for the VIP party. Yeah. yeah.
0: And basically, this was the Anova Precision Cooker. That's right. Thank you to Anova. Thank you, Anova. Mm-hmm. And also, we made Coleman Cooler versions of sous vide <laughs> we did uh basically we took these big coleman coolers and drilled a hole in the top and yeah. put some electrical tape around it and mm-hmm. the sous vide device fit right inside yeah
1: and it enabled us to cook uh, a prodigious amount of meat just the one sous vide device spectacular and it was all uh chuck chuck roast wasn't it
0: yeah it was a bolar roast yeah. we yeah. actually found a bolar roast so which is chuck yep but it's the as we said a couple weeks ago the top of the shoulder mm-hmm. right yeah And it was, yeah. We I think we had two of them, and they were thirty pounds each.
1: Yeah, maybe we had three. No, we had two and a half. Mm, That's what it was. We did because I used the other half in my cooking demonstration.
0: Yeah. So we're in the process of putting together pictures and videos and uh, the story. And uh, feedback and all of that stuff. By the way, the evals were overwhelmingly positive, positive, positive. Yeah. Uh, and putting all that together and putting it at com. So mm-hmm. pretty soon we're going to actually, and I say pretty soon, maybe in a few months, we're going to have the Kickstarter for 2018. Yeah. And the date won't be final, but we'll have an idea. It'll be either this date or that date. Mm. So we're hoping that people will just take a chance and and, uh, and help us out anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What else can we say about Keto Fest? We'd, we we thanked everybody. Um, the people at the guard, Jeannie and Steve Siegel, yeah, were absolutely instrumental in helping it. Melanie's
1: people, um, Fiorella, was a fantastic cook of chicken tikka masala. Oh, and her cooking demonstration as well, the poppers. Yep. I wasn't able to have one, unfortunately, because I was uh, doing some juggling. <laughs> yep. I had about 37 balls in the air at that time. Yeah,
0: yeah. And Louise Reynolds with the salmon yep. frittata. You and yep. Brenda did. Uh, the, the waffles.
1: That's right. And yep. I did six types of pulled beef in 30 minutes, yep. and everybody said I was mad to try it, and I nailed it. And I did the chowder. Yeah, mm-hmm. you
0: totally nailed the, the six <laughs> types, types of beef. That was crazy. And Kim Harton did lemon cakes. Uh, Jill Knopoff did no-bake chocolate brownie energy mm-hmm. bars. And uh, Taffany Elrod, the chef from New York City, did crunchy cinnamon coconut oh, granola, yeah. which was amazing. was good. <laughs> And Tara Scheimer did shrimp pad thai. And, um, yeah, what can I say? It was great. We had the makerspace packed the
1: whole time on yeah. Social Saturday. I, I I think I enjoyed that almost more than the Science Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but they were both good. This is all part of what we do. Is it's, you know, half the time we spend on food and the other half we spend on science. And that's right. really what – that's – what our show is, it's, you know. It's a food and science festival. Yeah, again. it's a food and science podcast as well.
0: Securoli Pig Farm brought a 300-pound oh, yeah. roaster, and they were cooking it all night. And uh, and it was wonderful. I actually get got some the jow? jowl. Yeah, I got the guanciale. <laughs> I
1: just was. I wasn't there on time because I, I was be doing a cooking demo, and yeah. I missed the jowl. Uh, next time, the dudes get the jowl. Seriously. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll tell them.
0: Also, my good friend Todd Evers and Scott Boyle and Terry yeah. Smith from Mystic Meat Locker. They mm-hmm. had sausages there that were smoked charcuterie. Yeah, charcuterie. They had their lonzino and mm. some pastrami. Oh, they didn't have pastrami. They had jerky and soupy and Soupy, which mm. is a hot sopressata, It's mm-hmm. uh, local stuff. And and they, uh, they're they going to be on the web selling their stuff pretty soon as well. Wow. And uh, The River Gods, a local band, Ben and Nancy
1: Parent, they played. That's right. We all got up and boogied, yeah. including Eric Westman. Eric Westman was getting down <laughs> with it. Yeah, yep.
0: that's great. And New London Landmarks did walking tours. Yeah. And
1: Wheeling City Tours did Segway tours. Yeah. And Wheeling City said it's the best day of business they've ever had. That's right.
0: Yeah. Um, Alan Meisner came down and did these fitness classes with just resistance training. Everybody
1: loved them. They loved them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He was great. Mm. And that was right on the lawn, right on the the parade. Mm -hmm. So we had a lot going on. Oh, also, uh, Thames River Greenery was doing wine and cheese tastings all day. Right. And they were right across the street from
1: the parade. And that brings me to... Mail! (laughs) Mail! <laughs> so, mail! Mail! Mail. Mail. <laughs> so this mail actually comes from Charlotte Hennigan at Thames River Greenery in New London. And this was actually sent to uh, the op-ed of the uh, New London Day, yeah. which is the local newspaper. And it reads as follows. Keto Fest, a downtown New London success. Yeah. In praise of Keto Fest and hats off to Carl Franklin and Richard Morris for bringing a unique event to downtown New London. Mm. Well over 200 people stayed in downtown hotels, ate in the restaurants, and shopped in our stores. This event had a real and positive effect on business downtown. Job well done. We hope they come back again next year.
0: Yeah. And Charlotte told us that this was the best day of business they had had in her 42 years of being in new London with the yeah. possible exception of when the cruise ships came, I think there's been a couple of cruise ships that came to uh through new London and they dumped a bunch of people out into the streets. And uh, those were also good days, but also let's point out the restaurants that we turned ketogenic. Yeah. There was uh, hot rods. Right now hot rods is a local wing joint. Yeah. And about a month ago, Rod who mm-hmm. is the owner Rod Cornish Rod Cornish mm-hmm. he called me up and said, hey we got to talk about this keto stuff mm. he said he was in New Orleans talking to a chef and the chef said, you know there's a ketogenic food festival happening you you know in your town and he goes, yeah you know I know that guy <laughs> it's like so he <laughs> went to New Orleans <laughs> to get schooled about keto fest and then he called me up he actually went on the ketogenic diet lost 20 some odd pounds. And he put some great stuff on his menu. Cup of bacon.
1: Yeah, Go. he did a pint of bacon. Yeah, a pint, <laughs> glass, <laughs> a pint of bacon. glass of bacon. A pint glass of bacon. As yeah, an appetizer. As an appetizer. Crazy. And he had prime rib and ribeye, and it was delicious. And the really cool thing about eating out that night was just about everybody at Keto Fest was used to being the one unique weirdo in town right. who was always troubled to invite to a restaurant because, right. you know, th- they're always difficult to order for because we can't eat carbs, we can't eat sugars, we can't eat starch. Yeah. Well, we all had the opportunity to go to restaurants where just about everybody else in the restaurant was, was yeah. also <laughs> we, we're right. a weirdos. And yeah. the restaurant was actually bending over backwards to, to, to look after us. Yeah. So when my uh, bill came, somebody had actually written on it, Happy Keto. Yeah uh, so you know it was just it was just a happy happy event I had people coming up to up to me afterwards with tears in their eyes saying that seriously that was the best restaurant experience I've ever had since I went keto That's so great yeah. and hats off to you Rod Mm. um daddy
0: jack's also was doing the carl's head pizzas oh yeah yeah they
1: they ran out of carl's head pizzas. they ran out in an hour (laughs) yeah no (laughs) so it's it's kind of a good problem to have but we really apologize jack because we yeah we really should have uh we should have expected that there'd be a lot more we we should
0: have and he said you know next year he's going to do a buffet right which makes a whole lot of sense yeah right so uh, then we had The Social, which was doing burgers. Yeah,
1: they did the heart attack burger,
0: The right? heart attack burger, <laughs> that's right. With, uh, it's basically a burger that has the kitchen sink and, and a fried egg on top, and they call it the heart attack burger. No irony there. No. And uh, then we had a Mambo, which yep. uh, not a lot of people went to because their specialty, keto specialty, was pernil, which yeah. is roast pork.
1: But they've been eating pork all day. Yeah, no, that that, that was unfortunate. So we'll, we'll, yep. we'll do a better job for them next time. Yeah. But the one that I really loved was the Thai place. Yeah. Bangkok City Thai. Yeah. We changed them. We came to them before Keto Fest, and we took them some shirataki and we explained how they could keto up their meal, their, yeah. their pad thai, by replacing the noodles with shirataki and instead of using palm sugar, using stevia, better stevia. Yep. And uh, so they they tried it. We went back in sort of the week before KetoFest started and the chef said, oh, I don't like it. It smells funny. Yeah, it smells funny it smells and, smells and it's off. wet. It's, it's wet. too wet. Yeah. And they said, oh, no, you got to
0: rinse it and yeah. dry it. And then he's like... Oh, okay. Yeah. So we gave him some more, and he basically did it right, and he yeah. brought it to us. And we we had like, him make one, right? Yeah. And it, it was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, so we shipped him a few boxes from Amazon. Yep. And uh, he served it all up, and then we went back that night for dinner after Keto after Keto Fest. After Keto yeah, Fest. Yeah. 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 And we and he brought out um, some something that is normally on the menu with rice. Done with shirataki noodles, and he said these noodles are better than the stuff that we're using for our noodles because the the pasta, the bread based ones, they fall apart. Yeah, you you can't.
1: You have to serve them right away. They don't last. And Thai sauces work better. If you leave them overnight. Right. So you need, leave them with the noodles. If you leave them with regular noodles, they all fall apart and it's nasty. So, so
0: he's basically saying these shirataki noodles are a better product for right. my regular customers yeah. than, than the standard pad thai noodles he's been using.
1: Blown away. I just love the fact that he was so overjoyed with these noodles and how excited everybody was to have uh, shirataki noodles in a pad thai. Yeah. That he came out with a brand new dish that he's just created. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> yeah. had hey, basil look, and look, chili peppers. Yeah, and, look what I can make look look what I can make with your shirataki <laughs> yeah. noodles. He was like overjoyed. Yeah. And
0: he said the only reason that he wouldn't put it on the menu normally is just because he has to train his people to uh to to cook with them.
1: Yeah, well, it also helped that he got the product for free. So, <laughs> right, yeah, sure. Yeah, there yeah. is a cost involved, but still, it's outstanding. I think we have made some significant changes to New London. I think we can claim not only did we turn New London ketogenic for the weekend, mm. and at over half the restaurants in downtown New London all had a ketogenic meal, yep. but some of them are keeping the ketogenic meals on their menus for the whole year, Right. and all of them want to be part of Keto Fest next time round yep. because because they were slammed with business; they just that's got right. so much business. So, um, you know, from that point of view, I consider this to be an outrageous success.
0: There is one more restaurant we got to mention, which is Wings and Pies. Oh yeah, that's pizza. Pr- yeah, it's a pizza place that also has wings. And I went in there a couple weeks before, right? And marked off all of the things on the menu that are keto. Mm-hmm. And I asked him to bring me a pizza on a plate.
1: Okay. Had they ever done that before?
0: They had never done it before. And essentially what this is, is just no sauce. Mm. Take all the toppings for a pizza, put it on a plate with cheese on top, put it under your salamander or in your oven or whatever, right. bring it to me. And that's it. And I'll pay the full price of the pizza. Yeah. It's a very simple idea. Yeah. And I got the steak bomb pizza. Mm. And you so that steak with bell peppers and onion, yeah, and mushrooms, oh, and mushrooms, and, and probably a little onion soup, like a little beef broth yeah, yeah. in and there. I could taste and mo- and mozzarella, and mozzarella sprinkled on over. The top. Oh, so good! It was so good. And and you, we we had one of those. We did. Yeah, we went back and had one after. <laughs> yeah, so that that place was well received as well. Yes. and it's, it's easy stuff, yeah. right? It Absolutely. makes it easier for them.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yes. But they scratch their head. You don't want a pizza crust? What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm giving you less food. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Sure. And, <laughs> you know, the thing is, if you're keto, you don't need so much That's right. padding. You don't need all that filler. Yeah.
0: And I'd gladly pay 10 bucks for what I'd normally m- buy a pizza and just
1: right. not eat the crust anyway. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And then the final thing on Social Saturday was the movies. Yes, that's right. And we had uh, two movies. We had The Widowmaker. Yeah. And we also had uh, Fathead. Yep. And uh, we showed that in the guard at their 60-foot screen. Yep. And everybody everybody enjoyed that. Mm. And then on Science Sunday, we had a whole day full of science. And uh, starting with our, uh, our keynote and then, you know, finishing off with uh, Ivor at the end of the day. Yep. uh Wrapping up the show for us. And- uh, People said to us, Georgia made this comment. She said, you know, you've done something unique here. Most conferences are just sessions. Yeah. Or most festivals are just like, you know food trucks and, yeah, yeah. and what have you. What you guys were able to do is find multiple ways to get information to people. So for those people who learn best in a seminar-style setting, mm. there was a Science Sunday. Mm. For those people who learn best visually, there was the the movies. Mm. And uh, for those people who learn best Practically doing things, there was the cooking lessons, right. and then you had the experience of people being able to order and tweak their f- meals so that they were ketoified yep. in a safe setting where uh, the restaurants were prepared for it and everybody around them was doing the same thing. Um, and and I, we gave them coupons, w- so that's it. We, we gave encouraged them coupons. to spend money. Yeah, yeah. yeah, our goal was really to have these restaurants w- want to yeah. be part of this yeah. next yeah. next yeah. time around. So thank you, Georgia, for making that comment. Yeah. And she's
0: spot on. Um, on Science Sunday, we also had food too, but it, yeah. you know we, we weren't doing lessons or anything. But we started the day with a bacon bar right after Megan Ramos left the stage. I so, know, right? Yeah, about 10 o'clock, the bacon came out. And then Julie from Fox Hill Kitchens, which if you haven't had her bagels or her buns, it's bread.2keto.com. If yeah. you go through that URL... That helps us by using
1: our affiliate link, and yeah. you know, I don't know how much we make, but yeah. something nominal. We would advertise this bread even if we weren't paid for it because, and everybody did, it was so good. Everybody's been raving about this because she made toasted cheese sandwiches, grilled cheese sandwiches, and. Everybody raved about it. Professor Richard Feynman actually said to us, I had one of those grilled cheese sandwiches, and i totally expected to be knocked out of ketosis, but Brenda Zorn tested my, my ketones and… Solid. Solid. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So there's, so there's no glucose there's in There's no there.
0: glucose in them. Yeah. So that those were a big hit. And then people got the idea that they could take some bacon from the bacon bar yeah. over to Julie and, and Zoe. In,
1: and she'd put it in a cheese And she'd toasty. put it in a cheese toastie. <laughs>
0: And uh and then, uh no, maybe around two o'clock or something yep. like that, uh Fiorella brought out this amazing oh, chicken tikka masala that had been stewing the night before. Yeah. And,
1: oh. That that really is one of the best meals I've had since being ketogenic. I, I went back for two servings of that. Um yeah. and that was also with the uh the riced broccoli.
0: Riced broccoli from yeah, keto, keto and, and co. co. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, big shout out to those guys. They came down and, and helped us out in the kitchen. I did. And just uh, made, helped make Keto Fest a big success. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Everybody went home and uh, satisfied, full, brain full, mm-hmm. and making some new friends. Yeah. So while we were at Keto Fest on Science Sunday, we got to interview
1: Richard David Feynman. That's right. Who uh, if you don't know who he is, you're certainly going to now. Yeah. This is the highlight of my Keto Fest adventure is getting a lecture from Professor Richard David Feynman on the Krebs cycle in front of 300 people. Yeah. So let's roll that recording now.
0: <laughs> Heard you say y'all do for little and uh, we're here at Keto Fest. Yes. Yes, with Professor Richard David Feynman, and uh, Professor Feynman is professor of Biochemistry, Cell Biology at SUNY in Brooklyn. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about him because his, his bio goes on. And uh, it's, it's, uh, we're very honored
2: to have him with us. So welcome, Professor Feynman. Oh, thank you. Uh, I did want to say that uh, among my accomplishments, is I ran the first low-carbohydrate conference in 2004. That's right. And I would have to say that on reflection, that was the second best low-carb conference (laughs) I know about. Wow,
0: that's very kind of you to say. Flashy will get you
2: everywhere. (laughs) And and it was an international conference because I had a couple of guys from the Netherlands.
0: (laughs) Well, you uh, and uh, we and you did something similar in that we crowdfunded a conference with Kickstarter. And you crowdfund science.
2: I did uh, better than that, or I I would say that the crowd did better than that. I I, uh, don't want to underestimate how much uh, Gene Fine, who is the uh, director of this part of the research, Mm -hmm. uh, how grateful we are to everybody for getting in there on the crowdsourcing. Yeah. And uh, what happened, uh, for those who don't know the end of the story, we did raise $60,000, which uh, wow. was very good. And the it radiated because the next week, when after the program was closed, the next week I got a check in the mail for $25,000 from an anonymous person And the big break was a couple of weeks later, somebody called us and wanted to uh, give us a lot of money, which turned out to be $1.3 million. Wow. Wow. Well done. Uh, See, just be awesome and good things happen. That's what I Uh, always say. And he he found it by seeing the uh, experiment.com. Yeah.
0: so uh, what was the nature of the, of the science that you were funding? I mean, it was obviously nutritional and diet. Well, we're,
2: we're uh, trying to treat cancer with ketogenic diets. Yeah, really. And uh, my uh, colleague, uh, Dr. Gene Fine, who's in charge of this operation, uh, has done a preliminary study. So we had uh, 10 advanced cancer patients, and we put them on a ketogenic diet for uh, a month. So it was a small study, and on the face of it, it was just a uh, uh, safety feasibility study. And they all did okay, they all liked it, and mm-hmm. or at least tolerated it. And But we had some interesting uh, preliminary results, uh, of, of the pa- These are very sick patients. You had to either have uh, failed chemotherapy or refused it to get yeah. into the study. Yeah. And half of them had either stable disease or partial remission. And those patients had the highest ketone bodies and the lowest insulin. Wow. Yeah. And so it's the wow. uh, insulin-ketone body connection that's, that's critical. And at the same time, in in my lab, we've been doing uh, cell culture studies and we have uh, uh, seven cancer lines, uh, several uh, colon cancers and uh, several breast lines. And we treated them with acetoacetate, which is one of the ketone bodies, and that reduced the levels of ATP. And also slowed growth in hmm. in these cultures, and we had a control of uh, normal human fibroblasts, and those were not affected by the. Wow, uh, yeah, we we
0: know from uh, from experience with our friend Mark Miller, sure. who had who I showed the slide this morning. He had prostate cancer and did a combination of, and I and I missed one thing that he did. He did a ketogenic diet. He did uh, the, the the exogenous ketones as well as he did the um, hyperbaric chamber treatment. And the, the research
2: shows that all three of those together dramatically. Uh, right. The problem in the field is really that this was a very small study, but it's the only one. I mean, it's really, a, a, there are some going on, but as far as I know, this may be the only human study. Hmm. We got a very glowing editorial a review from Lewis Cantley, who is the head of uh, uh, oncology at Weill Cornell. And I, I think it's because we all know that this should have been done 20 years ago. Right. And uh, and it's not just that uh, we were off on the wrong track uh, or, or that medicine in general was. but We all were. We really un- underestimated uh, the importance of ketone body metabolism. Yeah, that's right. So have uh, have people,
0: uh, cancer patients, reached out to you and in, in, for offering advice? I mean, people are desperate for a cure.
2: Well, we, we've got some people who wanted to volunteer, yeah. and we, we're going to start the trial in September, but there will all be patients up at Einstein in the Bronx. Uh, I, I think what's uh, important is to recognize that Well, two aspects of the fact that they're very dramatic anecdotal stories. Uh, And the problem with that, of course, is you don't know there is such a thing as uh, spontaneous remission and you don't know what else changed. But what they do tell you is that the diet is safe. Right. That uh, whether they got better for some other reason... Uh, They were not hurt by the diet. And and for that reason, I I think, you know, looking long range, I think we have to say that the the glass is so much more than half full that we want to be optimistic.
1: So what was the response from the medical community to that research?
2: Well, I we didn't get much response but i don't i don't think uh, you know i don't think we could ask for much response mm-hmm. we uh, the the uh, uh <laughs> getting a, an editorial like the one we got from uh, uh Cantley is all we wanted uh right. you know so uh certainly nobody was discouraging but we recognize it's a small study you know it's a research and everything could uh go wrong and uh, you know it's important to understand that we met with uh, the person who gave us the million dollars wants to remain anonymous we refer to him as the donor yeah Uh, and we we met with him and uh, you know i said you know you got to know that this is research we could get nothing here Right. Yeah. And he said he understood that, so wow. um, But I think what will, uh, you know, with the precedence that we have, I think we have a good chance.: yeah. That's great. Just to add one more anecdote to the collection of stories. Is Matt here? Matt:
0: I want Matt to stand up and take a bow, and uh, before you do, let me tell your story briefly. Matt is actually a, a patient. He is just going by Matt, uh, his patient of Dr. nasha Winters. And who put him on a ketogenic diet? And tell everybody what cancer you had or have? A soft tissue sarcoma. Yeah. And what stage was it in? Stage four. And you've been eating keto, right? For how long? 16 months. And do you have cancer?
1: (laughs) No. The problem is, of course, no matter, it's a powerful anecdote, but you know, people Uh,
2: can remain. But he's still here. Yes, he is. There are uh, several, and uh, they are very inspiring. You don't yeah. want to uh, get carried away, but sure. they're really telling us something. Yeah, they are.
1: So is there any uh, interest in doing a larger study and taking that uh, research further from other researchers, or is that something that you're
2: I team think are? there were the... Uh, Well, there are other uh, private funders. So Jeff Bullock and Berta are are undertaking a similar thing, and there Mm -hmm. are a few other studies. Uh, The trouble is that the NIH in this area is so behind the times. Uh, And um, this (laughs) this study uh, was submitted to the NIH, and they turned it down, and we had the sense that the reviewer didn't know what a ketone body was. Mm. It was very discouraging. And then uh, uh, we had an offer for private funding which uh, dragged along for a long time and then fell through. I won't mention the uh, sponsor. So when uh, the donor called uh, Gene, his response was, oh, yeah, sure, we heard this before. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily, I uh, saved him from... <laughs> the, the donors said that they were not insulted. They yeah. understood. That, yeah, yeah. So uh, so it, it's very tough. I mean, and, you know, it, even uh, crowdsourcing is... Mm. maintaining that you guys know it was sure. we we said that it was as much work as writing an NIH grant <laughs> the difference was that we liked the people who were giving us the money <laughs>
1: <laughs> we feel the same way about keto fest I mean it was really, yeah. the, it was wasn't just our vision it was the vision of of everybody who got involved and that's why all of the t-shirts and all the bags they co-sponsored because everybody who came to the first keto fest was part of that initial vision the second keto fest hopefully will be uh, you know will be an extension of that but it's uh, it, you know vision is not not in, it is in short supply
2: yeah. So. Yeah. well you know to answer your original question I have the sense that there's we don't have at least at this point uh, so much resistance to ketogenic diets for cancer partly yeah. uh the, the most bizarre phenomenon, as you guys know, is, is that we have resistance from the medical community to uh, ketogenic diets for diabetes, Yeah. where, right. where it's just, uh, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, it makes we... sense to me. <laughs> well, Follow the money! <laughs> well, yes and no. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I, I'm a believer in what is known as... Uh, Hanlon's razor, yeah, yeah, which says that you should not invoke malice until you've excluded stupidity. I I totally agree, and
0: (laughs) I and that's one of my favorites. And I'm glad you brought that up because you know when I say, well, I say follow the money. I, I I just believe it's incentives. You know, and everybody has an incentive to feed their family, and when you threaten somebody's incentive to take away their job and their career and their their companies and all of that stuff.
2: No, yeah, they, they, gi- they give it up as long as you don't uh, have to get them to admit they made a mistake. Oh. Uh, that, that's
1: part of the problem. Is We, we, yeah, we no, made a bad mistake 40 years ago and we keep doubling down on it.
2: Well, if you uh, look at the uh, cardinal sins, pride is at the top.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, avarice is towards the middle. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, Who made and that, that list, anyway? <laughs> uh, That's—I uh, think—that's uh, from the Catholic Church. Uh, they, so God
0: uh, made the list. Uh,
2: that's how—that's how it goes. Uh, okay. uh, I've always been grateful that uh, lust is at the bottom of the yeah, list, me <laughs> too. <Yeah.
1: laughs>
2: and overeating is right above. Yeah, that. right. Yeah. So I—we uh, all have a bit of pride, but I try to go for those.
1: <laughs> so, what, so, what do you think is the next? Su- the next uh, research that needs to be done to to move this forward because uh, from a point of view of a diabetic who's cured, I've cured myself, at least I believe I have, um, it's frustrating that... uh,
2: Let me jump in here. In diabetes, the headline is no more work needs to be done. Okay. We have to go with what we know and we have to start bringing it to patients who need it. It's as simple as that. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean this, this has been the uh, paradigm in diet research. If you compare a low-fat diet and a low-carb diet, if the low-fat diet wins, then that means low-fat is good. Right. If the low-carb diet wins, more work needs to be done. <laughs> well, no more work needs to be done. No. We need it, to go for what, what we yeah. have. Yeah. And, uh, you know, which is different than uh, saying, you know, our, our motto is what we know is much less than what we don't know. But still, we need to move forward. Uh, in the cancer area, we need to do everything. We, yeah. we just, uh, you know, it's, it's what I was saying before. I've been uh, working in uh, metabolism for a long time, and I underestimated the importance of uh, ketogenic metabolism. Mm.
1: Is, are there any, uh, any tumors um, that, has, that grow in a ketogenic body? Uh, in, in a in a body that is is it has adequate ketones, or? we don't know. We don't know. We know. That's basic we research we,
2: we need. Uh, we it's very surprising how little we do know. I mean, you have to remember that there is no uh, cancer. There there are many different yes. kinds of cancer, even in the same tissue. You right. Yes. will be several. Um. Uh, so it's uh, the, there are different cancers that may be more promising. As you undoubtedly know, one of the. Uh, the current guiding uh, principles is the Warburg effect. And Warburg noticed, uh, well, maybe I'll back up and give the uh, t- uh, two-minute biochemistry course. Please do. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, you know that there are two major stages of energy metabolism. And glucose is processed through the process known as glycolysis, which is what it says glycolysis. it, it breaks the glucose down. it breaks it down to a, uh, a, a three carbon compound called pyruvate and uh, etymology may help you remember this pyre, pyre means fire, fire uh, yes. and uh, Uvo it mean, in the Latin, languages means grape. So the uh, uvula is the grape-shaped thing at the back of your throat. So uh, pyruvic means burning grapes. In other words, fermentation. So uh, glycolysis is discovered in fermentation. In fact, biochemistry comes from fermentation. Uh, in, In any case, so the Glycolysis is common to all organisms, every, uh, uh, everything from bacteria on up. Now, the pyruvate can be processed in different ways. The major process is to uh, be converted to a compound called acetyl-CoA, which is, if you know, uh, even freshman in chemistry, you remember acetic acid. Well, this is a, a variation of acetic acid. And that's the substrate. For the main processing of carbon, which, which is the Krebs cycle, but there are several different things that can happen to pyruvate. and one of the others is that if you're not running, if you're not running aerobic metabolism, in other words, the Krebs cycle produces uh, compounds that interact with molecular oxygen. So it's, it's the combination of the Krebs cycle and what's known as the electron transport chain is where you actually uh, burn the carbon mm-hmm. with oxygen. So, uh, you have the two processes. You have glycolysis and aerobic metabolism, and the link is pyruvic acid. But pyruvic acid can also go to lactic acid. Right. And that will happen if you're not running so much of the aerobic metabolism. So, for example...
1: Red blood cells. Yeah,
2: red blood cells, and rapidly exercising muscle. Muscle can run both aerobic and uh, glycolysis. So, you know that uh, rapidly exercising muscle... Will run glycolysis and it will produce a lot of l- l- lactic acid.
0: That's where cramps come from. Is that my I right? Well, about that's that?
2: probably not true. No, uh, the it, they may uh, they are actually the lactic acid is, is used uh, right away. Oh, it may yeah. contribute because they are acids. Yeah, uh, and the ionic effects. What they call uh, delayed onset muscle soreness right. is one of the uh, common things that. Uh, people don't really understand that well. I just call it ow. <laughs> <laughs> ow.
1: So, so one of the things I understood about uh, about lactic acid is, is it goes in and out of a cell through the same mechanism as ketones. And so as we become fat adapted, the I, transport...
2: I, I, yeah, I think so. But it, it, it's more that in a lot of the cases it's just used again as a fuel. Oh, I see. Uh, so it, it, it is... But the, the relation to... Uh, The relation to cancer is that what Warburg found is that uh, if if he measured the blood of people with cancer, Mm. they were producing much more lactic acid relative to carbon dioxide than normals. So that gave him the idea that this was uh, metabolically uh, uh, related. Yeah, and uh, I mean he did some very uh, clever experiments, Uh, animals with uh, cancer in one arm and he would cannulate both sure. arms, and he could can you, show. can you define that term for us, cannulate? Oh, uh, you just stick a, uh, a tube into the uh, arm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the uh, so the cancer cell was producing much greater lactate. Uh, oh, uh, let me say, in biochemistry, we use the word lactate and lactic acid completely okay. interchangeably. Okay. So, uh, uh, So there was much higher uh, lactate to CO2 in the cancer cell. And uh, so this gave rise to the idea that cancer cells, for some reason, were restricting their metabolism just to the glycolytic part, which which is much less efficient or much less overall effective in producing ATP, Mm. uh, even if there was oxygen there. So, and he thought that was the hallmark of cancer, he thought, well, uh, and that's a slight exaggeration in the sense that uh, not every cancer shows uh, what's called, uh, well, it's usually called glycolytic metabolism, but it means glycolytic even in the presence of oxygen, because all cells run glycolysis. Right. Uh, so, but we have a clue as to uh, which, uh, well, we know which ones are like that, and they also tend to be, and and here's one of the reasons, you know, people ask, why do you want it? What What makes you think ketones will work at all? Right. And one of the uh, pieces of evidence is that diabetes and cancer seem to be related. Mm, so, sure. the, if you uh, plot the incidence of, of cancer among people with diabetes, you see that, Uh, a large fraction, maybe 80%, of the cancers correlate with diabetes. The ones that don't are the ones that are not glycolytic. So, for Hmm. example, most prostate cancers, uh, there are exceptions, but most prostate cancers are not glycolytic. Uh, People with diabetes are not at greater risk for prostate cancer, and we uh, suspect that those are not the best target. Although there are, you know, good experiments. That they did experiments at Duke with hmm. uh, uh, mice and showed they could cure. Uh, yeah. But my, mice are a little bit different. Yeah, they uh, are, aren't they? So you, you don't always know.
0: So we're going to let you do a, a presentation in a few minutes. Um, tell us what it what, it, what you're going to talk about.
2: Well, uh, it uh, one of the problems we have is that the medical literature is, well, he, here's the way I usually introduce it. I usually say that the medical literature is, and I have in having quotation marks, uh, full of mistakes, full of statistical fairy tales, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe half of it is wrong, and that's the quotation. But I didn't say that. Okay, And uh, usually, I'm inclined to say it on my blog, but not usually in print okay. in the journal. That's from the editor of The Lancet. Right. Oh. So, yeah. if it's bad, how come he didn't know it was bad? Ah, he's an editor. Uh, and uh, the problem we have is uh, that we're not doing science. Previous talks have explained not only how much we've trashed the uh, hmm. diet heart hypothesis. But as uh, Eric said, you know, we got the uh, evidence that would make this approved as a drug. Right. I, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you
1: could put it in a pill, if you could put ketosis in well, a pill. I, I, right. I'm
2: laughing because I just happened to read something I wrote a long time ago. I, I came across hmm. it. I said, you know, if this, a, uh, uh, if this were a drug, everybody would be rushing to buy the stock right. in the company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I say something smart.
0: Well, uh, well, we're going to wrap up this uh, this interview, but but and let you do your presentation. But, but, but well, give us something l- to The last thing on. is yeah. I, I'm going
2: to try to tell you how to uh, look at s- some of the medical literature and kind of plow through some of the obfuscation because oh, it, it's yeah. real, great. intentional or otherwise. And uh, as a disclaimer, I did give a version of this. Uh, in Tampa. So if you've seen this before, uh, bear with me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they want us. Professor Richard David Feynman, ladies and gentlemen,
0: thank you. Thank you very much. Could you for well, Richard, you know what we forgot to do before we heard from Professor Feynman? What's that? Is give away a two keto dudes coffee mug. Oh, we should do that. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. So. We have a fan club if you mm. don't know. Yeah. Just go to fanclub.2keto.com mm-hmm. and you answer a few questions in literally like four or five questions and you basically sign up for our mailing list and for the fan club and every show we give away something and today's giveaway is a 2 Keto Dude's coveted coffee mug.
1: Yeah. Loot.
0: <laughs> yeah, booty. And today's winner is Mark Radley.
1: <laughs> Congratulations, Mark. <laughs> ba and yep, You, you Mark, get to look at our faces while you drink coffee. <laughs> that's right. Mark uh, just went
0: and said, yep, I, I like you guys. I want to hear from you often. And here's my email and my uh, my info. And we just pulled the number out of a hat. Mm-hmm. So, again, if you go to fanclub2
1: You can be in the draw to win some loot. Absolutely.
0: And that brings us to a segment called
1: Recipes. <laughs> it's more fun when we can see each other. I know. Isn't it?
0: Yeah,
2: I know. Uh,
1: I'm going to go first, and I'm going to do another one of my pulled beef recipes. Great. And you could probably predict that for six recipes, I'm going to be <laughs> I'm going to be pulling pulled beef out of my hat. Right. <laughs> so this time, I'm going to do a Thai curry. Okay, oh. so you may remember from last week, but if you haven't, I'll just give a quick rundown on how you make pulled beef. Mm-hmm. You get some chuck roast or bolar beef. Uh, I use about eight, uh, an eight-pound uh, bollar blade roast, uh, but y- you know you could use two or three chuck, uh, uh, three-pound chuck roasts. Right. And you put them in a slow cooker, and you throw in a couple of bay leaves, and you throw in some herbs. Uh, I generally, with beef, I generally use, uh, time, but I, I will do the same recipe for a pork shoulder or for a lamb shoulder, and lamb I'll use rosemary, and pork I'll use sage. Uh, so you just pick the right herb for the for the right meat, the right protein. So I like to put a little bit of liquid in the bottom of the pan so that the meat doesn't catch, and generally I'll put like um, ice cubes. Sometimes I'll have whey left, o- uh, left over after making cheese. I'll put no it way. Ice, yes, yes, <laughs> whey. I'll put it in a ice cube mold, and I'll put like six cubes of, of whey or it could be chicken stock or something at the bottom of the pan. The point is to, to, you don't want the meat to catch before it has a chance for some fats to render out. Right. Um, so, and you then you cook it for 12 hours. And uh, at the end of that, you have uh, what looks like very liquid, looks like a broth, like a liquid broth with meat chunks deep in it. Yeah. Get a couple of forks and just shred the whole thing. And what happens is the shredded meat fibres then start lifting up the liquid and taking it on, and so you end up with pulled beef, and it's delicious. And it's been cooked for 12 hours, so the flavours have really had an opportunity to develop. So now then normally what what I'll do is I'll freeze uh, 200 grams of that uh, in a bag, and Mm -hmm. I'll come back to it uh, the next day or maybe in three months' time or maybe sometimes even a couple of years' time (laughs) later, and – yeah, you know, it's perfectly ready to go. All I need to do is throw it in the microwave for a minute or two, and then put the meat in a pan, cook it up, and it's ready for, ready for a meal. Okay. So that's the basis of the pulled beef. Now I'm going to use Thai pulled beef. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, get a magic bullet, which is a uh, it's a little mini blender. Yeah. And into that I'm going to add some kaffir lime leaves. And these, Where do you get kaffir lime leaves? And it's K A F I R. Yeah, K A F F I R. And uh, you get them from a from the herb section, normally in a store. It might be rare in in in, in yeah. the US. You might have to go to a specialty shop, like, like an, an, Asian, Indian, market. Like an yeah, Asian market, We found an like
0: Indian sh- grocery. We did in my town.
1: Yeah, yeah we so we there. had to, we yeah we had to uh, run around town to get all of the ingredients for mm. Fiorella's uh, uh, chicken tikka masala. Yeah, yeah. So. I use kaffir lime leaves. You can also grow a kaffir lime tree. Oh neat! Yeah, and uh, it's just it's just a citrus. But but the leaves have two segments, so it's like two little leaves, one after the other, and you basically throw it in the magic bullet. You add uh, uh, about a, about a teaspoon for two people of ginger root. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I, I like to grate it before I, I grate it to put it into the blender, but the blender will probably mix it anyway. Right. Um, I'm going to add, so I've, I've got kaffir lime. I've got some lemongrass, about a teaspoon of lemongrass, but a teaspoon of ginger. Uh, I add some uh, turmeric root, and that that gives it a really yellow color yeah. and a turmeric flavor. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I added uh, a little bit of um, uh, coriander seed. Yeah. So, and I put it in a magic bullet, and I blend it up until it's it's, basically um, reduced down into a, to, to a liquid. Mm. And I've already got my pulled beef in the pan. I throw that on, and what that does is, I, I, and, and mix it well with the meat, and what that does is it hits the pan and starts to soften the flavours to meet with the flavours of the meat. Right. So you've already got well-developed beef flavours. Right. We're going to add to that these hot, hot spices that then hit the heat and... Uh, soften just a little bit, oh, neat. and then uh, to loosen the pan. So I've got this this meat it's like tends a paste to get a, almost. It's, right? It is exactly like a curry paste. Yeah, and then the meat goes a little bit dry because there's not a lot of liquid there. Mm. And to that, I add uh, about half a cup of coconut milk or coconut cream. Nice and cream is more fatty, so you know, right. Uh, well, I um, Always get the unsweetened kind, kids. Always the unsweetened kind. And I like to compare products like for like and get the one with the least amount of carbohydrate. Yeah, so, sure. Uh, and that's the Thai curry. And it's, uh, you know, I, I served, I think, 60 covers of that. Wow. You're <laughs> and, amazing. and that was only one of the meals I prepared in 30 minutes. I got to say, so. I had my
0: doubts that you were going to do that, but that was really amazing. Well, outstanding. Thank you. Yeah. So, and well,
1: the first one to sell out, I might add. I think it might have been. I think anyway everyone, just wanted to see me fail. I think, yeah. <laughs> look at this <laughs> guy's like, doing. What is you doing. Know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So uh, I was lucky. I had uh, Brenda Zorn as my helper. Right. And we both had uh, orange chef caps. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> with ear flaps. <laughs> yeah. which, uh, which kept us in check. Yeah. So tell me, what Carl? What recipe do you have for us this week?
0: Okay. Well, what I'm doing is I'm reading a post from liz Myers, mm-hmm. and liz is a friend of brenda zorn's yep. and they rode basically from minnesota on a motorcycle come to yes and that's how she starts
1: it she and says brenda rode on a trail trail bike too it was it oh, was yeah. no there was no uh yeah. uh city road bike it was yeah, yeah and she was fasted because she was doing the Felman protocol she so was, she had to be three days faster before the event she's so, a titan <laughs> Yeah, so
0: Liz says, I rode almost 3,000 miles on my motorcycle to Keto Fest. I took the really long way. <laughs> LOL. Oh, I was concerned yeah. <laughs> about eating on the trip. I've only been keto for four months and wanted to minimize my exposure to and availability of non-keto foods. Because I was expecting high temperatures and any food I took would not be refrigerated, I decided to make pemmican. Ooh. Now pemmican is a traditional food of North American Native people, Mm -hmm. or First Nations. Yeah. Traditional recipes call for thin-sliced lean meat dried over a fire, pounded into a powder, and mixed with rendered fat. Sometimes dried berries were also mixed in, but general opinion seems to be that the berries were added to accommodate the tastes of the Europeans. Right. My recipe is not traditional. Most pemmican recipes have a one-to-one-to-one ratio of meat, berries, and fat but some are by weight and some are by volume. I chose to measure by volume, figuring I can add more meat or fat if needed. I wasn't all sure about the fattiness of the one-to-one-to-one ratio, so I added an extra half cup of meat. My apologies for not being exact on some of the ingredients, weights, and measures. I was making the pemmican while overhauling part of my bike's wiring, so my brain was more (laughs) focused on relays and waterproof connectors than keeping good cooking records. And I got to tell you, they broke out the pemmican, Brennan yeah. and Liz, at yeah. the VIP party, Yeah. and everybody loved it. Yeah. You should have seen Ivor Cummins' face when he was like, oh, <laughs> that was fantastic.
1: Yeah. You need to do the accent. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. So the meat prep. She says, I made jerky using a marinade recipe my husband keto-fied for me. Three pounds of lean meat, top round, sliced no thicker than a quarter inch. Yeah. You want the meat to be as lean as possible to stave off spoilage, so cut as much fat as possible off the meat. A cup of Worcestershire, a cup of soy, both sauces. Yeah. Uh, Garlic to taste. If you can get the purple-striped garlic, it's so much better than the regular white garlic.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Throw all the ingredients into a bowl or gallon-sized zip-top bag and let marinate at least overnight. And shake the bowl or turn the bag halfway through the marinade time. Mm-hmm. Uh, dehydrate the meat for 12 to 18 hours. You want the meat dry enough that you can break it into pieces. You don't want it to be chewy
1: like jerky. So you don't really have to use a dehydrator. You can just put it in the oven, leave the crack the door, right. Put it at low temperature, 200 and, degrees, something yeah, like that. Leave it overnight.
2: Yep.
0: Um, Fruit prep. She used raspberries, but you can substitute whatever fruit you like. Yeah. You know, keto fruits, which are the berries, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries. So one cup of dried berries. And since I already had the dehydrator running, I just dried my own berries. I discovered that a 12-ounce container of raspberries made exactly one cup of dried berries. Now, fat prep. The fat needs to be rendered so it won't spoil. There are a few ways to do this. I use the crock pot method. Number one, call around a few butchers to see if one can <laughs> sell you four to five pounds of beef fat. Yeah. And they will. They will. they want to get rid of it.
1: Yeah. It's funny, butchers see their value add as removing the fat from the meat. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And so it's a it's a waste product from them.
0: And when you find a butcher you can work with, yeah. you're going to be there every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. So
0: if meat scraps are present, remove them and chop the beef fat into half inch by half inch pieces, then run it through a food processor. Put the chopped fat into a crock pot, turn on low, and let the fat melt down. I believe it took 24 hours for the fat to cook down. And you know the fat's done when it's all melted, and you can see brown bits, or cracklins, floating around in the crock pot. Strain the fat through a fine metal mesh strainer to remove the cracklins. And line the strainer with cheesecloth and strain a second time. So she's serious about this. This is just fat. Yeah. Here's the assembly. Powder the meat. You want about one and a half cups. It's in a blender, I guess. I imagine it's in a food processor. Dehydrated in the blender. You could use a mortar and pestle, I guess. Mortar and pestle or a blender, yep. Break the dried meat into smaller pieces and run it through a blender. Powder the raspberries. Mix the powdered meat and raspberries in a large metal or glass bowl. Add a cup of the rendered beef tallow and thoroughly mix. The mixture should be dry enough to hold its shape when pressed against the side of a bowl, but wet enough that it's not crumbly. And then press the mixture into an 8x8x8 pan lined with plastic wrap, cover, and put in the fridge overnight. And there's a picture of it. And it looks, well, should we say it? Kind of looks like poo. It does a little bit, I doesn't mean, it? Of course. You know, it's it's wonderful and delicious, but that's what it looks like. She goes on to say, I tried the pemmican that night and wasn't thrilled. The flavor definitely improved after being on the bike for a day or two. Mm. Temps during my trip were in the mid eighties to mid nineties. The pemmican was in my motorcycle's luggage for eight days. It got soft, but held together well and had no signs of spoilage. Yeah,
1: it's because this guy got no water in it. it. Yeah, it lasts so much longer, and the and you get the water all out of the berries and the meat, mm. and then you're putting beef tallow in. You know, it's. Gonna and you be- have the salt from the Worcestershire and soy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah.
0: It, you know it yeah. kind of keeps all the bacteria out.
1: Yeah. Great. So uh, apparently the, you, can, you can keep pemmican for, for months So uh, yeah. without any refrigeration.
0: And it really was delicious. Yeah, it was. It was, was really nice. amazing. Yeah. So thank you, Liz, for being my recipe this week. And I hope <laughs> more people try pemmican. We will add a link to Liz's famous pemmican on the website at
1: twoketodudes.com. Of course, if you have anything that you want to tell us, something we said wrong, something that you don't agree with, some more research that you found to support or refute anything that we've said, send it by email to dudes at twoketodudes.com or post it on our website. And you can follow us on
0: Twitter at Two Keto Dudes, on Instagram at Two Keto Dudes. Mm-hmm. Make sure to use the hashtag Two Keto Dudes. And of course, if you want to join our forum, it's forum.twoketo.com. And if useless swag is your fancy, you know, t shirts, coffee mugs, and other junk with witty keto sayings on them, head over to gear.twoketo.com. And if you want a shot at getting that swag for free, join the Two Keto Dudes fan club. You'll be eligible to win something in every show, fanclub2
1: And if you feel like supporting our podcast and our forums, hit the donate button on our website at www.2ketodudes.com or just go to donate2 You can also see our podcast and other videos on YouTube at youtube.2keto.com. And if you haven't already, go leave us a review on iTunes. Two Keto Dudes
0: is engineered by Brandon Wen for Pop Studios and produced by Carl Franklin. That's me. Pop Studios started in 1999 as a full-service audio and video production facility with podcast production experience since 2002. Online at pwop.com. Well, keep calm and keto on, Richard. Yeah, keep calm and keto on, Carl. All
1: right. We'll see you next time on, on Two Keto, Keto Dudes, where Richard does another pulled beef recipe. <laughs>